The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match preview between uh, Leeds United, greatest team in the world, and Manchester United, a.k.a. Scum, <laughs> a.k.a. the fucking most horrible team in the world. My name is Adonis. You know me as the Adelites on Twitter and are joining us today in place of Riot Badger, who is irreplaceable, let's face it, but um, Cookie's going to give it a go. So, uh, hello, Cookie. I'll try my best. Hello. And last and least, it's Ewan from Red Voices. <laughs> good evening, gentlemen. How are we? I'm good, thank you, mate. I am good. Uh, we've been waiting for this quite some time. Indeed, yeah. Absolutely. So, what, for relevancy? or? <laughs> He's trying already. I'm going hey, in for it. Look, if I'm going to go down, fired. I'm going to go down fine. It's fine. Shots fired. Okay, so first question, Ewan. Yeah. Um, do you think being a cunt makes people support the scum or does supporting the scum turn you into a cunt? Um, gosh, it's an excellent question to start off the night with and a real thinker. Uh, can I come back to that one? And I'll try and see if I've got a more formed answer for you a little bit later on. Yep. Um, okay, second question. When did you first realise scum aren't your local team? And which part of London are you from? I'm actually from South Wales. So, you know, and that's not quite as bad, I guess. I mean, United and Liverpool have actually got quite big followings down there. So I'll, I'll stick with that. I mean, I have actually been to Old Trafford, so that helps. I know the large chunk of London perhaps hasn't got that um, string to add to their bow. But, I yeah. can't tell if you're taking the piss. Are you actually from South Wales? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, you, are you talking Australia here or actual in a- Britain? Actual new South dark Wales. South Wales. Not, not the nice new one, the older one. Okay. The shittier one. So what made you support Manchester United? Um, I can't ask seven, eight-year-old myself that question at this exact stage. So, mm. I mean, l- let's just be quite frank. It was probably because we were winning stuff at the time. So, you know, I mean, there's no point okay. getting around it. I could say, do you know, what? I was really drawn by the way they played football. I was seven or eight years old. I don't know what the f- what on earth good football looked like back then. They were scoring goals and that was pretty nice. So I thought, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Fair enough. That's okay, mate. You're only alongside all the other Man United fans as a glory supporter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you're being far too nice here, you, and I'm starting to feel sorry for you. Yeah, this isn't supposed fine. to be how it's how it's how it should go. No, no, no. I mean, this this is all down to your research. You probably should have listened to this nice podcast that we do, where basically we're just very cordial to each other, and you've got completely the wrong banter merchant for this. You're Never mind, literally though. the only scum scummer yeah. who got back to us yeah. who wasn't complete idiot mm, great oh, so, so wow that makes me feel wonderful so I, I was the poor sap who decided yeah i'll give this a try fantastic <laughs> exactly it mate yeah well awesome. done appreciate that what are your uh what are your memories of the the, the rivalry um do you know one of my favorite memories of this is thinking back to uh someone i was seeing several years ago who was a leeds fan once she found out i was a united fan there was um I think she genuinely had to think about whether or not she was going to continue even talking to me, let alone seeing me. So that was quite fun. Very much enjoyed that. And uh, her best friend is a big Leeds fan as well. So um, the first thing that 
he told her as soon as he heard I was a United fan was just basically to call me a United cunt and uh, just shout Jermaine Beckford at me. So, you know, <laughs> fair play to him. Can't remember if I'm completely making this up, but I'm, we played you in the League Cup like five or six years ago. Is that right? Mm. I feel like that's possible. But either way, the last game I can really remember is the FA Cup game. Um, which obviously at yeah. the time you were in League One and completely did us over at Old Trafford, which must have been tremendously good fun. Um, that wasn't necessarily a good memory. I remember the 90s games when I was really growing up and getting a bit more into it were often really filthy, dodgy affairs. And the way Ferguson seemed to set the team up was seemingly just get in, get a result and get out because the whole experience of going to Elland Roll with the rivalry at that stage was just... You know, it was in the nicest possible way. It was an ugly rivalry and it's still got that little bit of bite about it these days. But at the time, especially when it was kind of at the apex during the 90s, especially with the animosity between the two sets of fans, it was a game you just wanted to survive and get through and then try and get on with your life as soon as it was over. Whereas these apex. days, yeah, whereas these days, the Man United fans are so plastic, it's just full of bloody Twitter kids just saying small club to everyone. Uh, yeah cry more i mean i spend a lot of time uh talking with united twitter as you can imagine as part of the job so um Le- I, I get to see Le- both Le- sides united twitter no 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 the good one um well the good one i don't know i mean united twitter is not necessarily the best place to be <laughs> especially over the no 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 the good one the good united the sorry Newcastle, when you say Newcastle, when you say yeah. united who are you referring to manchester united it's just because oh, she scum. keeps saying okay. the good one and that's leeds yeah, okay, I know. Scum. It was an attempt at banter. So obviously, got it, got again, it. this is just further proof that you totally made the right choice in figuring out someone to get this podcast. And I'm obviously failing. I'm wearing a white jumper, for fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> we converted you already. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but no, no, United, Manchester United Twitter has been a really tricky go. place to be in over the last sort of four to five years, especially just because Mourinho came in and the cult that surrounded him that was fully 1000% behind him and refused to hear any criticism to the contrary and would chuck every single player they could under the bus in uh, protection of their great deity was ridiculous. And it's not quite as bad now, but I think with the way that a lot of Manchester United fans were born and raised on a diet of trophies, you get to where we are these days and patience for failure is really at an all-time low. So you get very visceral reactions to every time United have a terrible game, which, to be honest, has been, at the minute, every couple of months, or at least every couple of weeks. So it's been draining to be near that, I've got to I admit. Mean, I'm no Mourinho fan, right? But did you just complain about having Mourinho where you actually won stuff <clears throat> versus Ole at the wheel where you've won fuck all and barely put in a good performance once a month? I mean, I didn't. I mean, the first season, like Mourinho won the League Cup and the Europa League for us. The man came within a goddamn whisker of getting us knocked out of that competition by basically shutting up, shutting up shop against Celta Vigo of all teams. I think Mourinho did a couple of things that were really huge for United in the sense that he restored a little bit of a sharper mentality to us. You know, he took us to a team that had really struggled under Van Hal and Moyes and gave a little bit of grit to us, you know, and we appreciated that. He made us into a team that could contend on the big occasions for the first time in a while. But the football was at times, it wasn't as soul-suckingly boring as Van Hal, but it was soul-sucking in a different way because it was so, as you, did you guys watch the Spurs game against Crystal Palace last weekend? 
No. No. Okay. Well, to give you a brief idea of what it was like, I mean, for- <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't aware that anyone, anyone saw it. To no, be honest, no, I think I the thing you've got to bit, understand, yeah, mate, yeah. is that like. As a Leeds United fan coming to the Premier League, hmm. whether the obviously the Championship is a lower standard, but when you watch the entertainment that can either be getting tonked or absolutely annihilating people, that is Bielsa Ball, hmm. watching Spurs under Mourinho and watching your shower of shit is not fun. We no, like no, to watch no, entertainment, no. and that's what we get. <laughs> no, I've seen I've seen yeah. Scum. I've seen Scum three times this season. Right when you played Chelsea, yeah. When you played City. Man City, and when you played, um, and when you played Spurs, <laughs> so you a combined the XG of about point 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 two zero. Yeah, yeah, so you watched it, the game it, where we got beat six one and two nil nil draws. Yeah, fantastic. And what were your thoughts from that? That you shit, <laughs> shit, really, really, really bad. Like really bad. Right. I mean, I would normally, obviously, we've got a song that we should probably sing. So. You know, Cookie, do you do you, do you want to do, do it? So, Cookie, what do you think of Manchester? One sec, do you want me to stand up? Is that what it is? Because <laughs> I can do it. What do you think of Manchester? Um, cunts. No. Okay. So <laughs> I know what Donny's trying to do. Yeah. Not singing to you, mate. <laughs> okay. I I better do the singing then. Yeah. So, what do we think of Manchester? Shit. <laughs> I mean, that's... what do we think of shit? Manchester, wank, wank, wank. Manchester, wank, wank, wank. <laughs> See, this is the thing. But, like, I've, I've been to Old Trafford enough and I watch pretty much every game on telly, so I'll always hear the chance. Even over the last 16 years, I'm sure it's been the same at Ellen Road or when you've been away as well. There is always an anti-Leeds chant. I'm guessing it's exactly the same for you guys as well, though, isn't it? Even in those 16 years where we play each other, what, two or three times, it's never properly stopped, has it? You and... You're being far too fucking sympathetic for this. Yeah. Get into the mood. Get into the mood. You and fuck. The thing is, Stop everybody hates us. Yeah, everybody sings about us. Making me like you, you and <laughs> God. You like you like the equivalent of Marcus Rashford, aren't you? Yeah, Just fucking being Marcus so Rashford. Nice. Mm. Gary Neville with his with his interesting. Accurate points. Opinions, yeah. And Marcus Rashford with his saving children from a despicable government. Yeah, what does he know? Fucking bastard. It's almost like you're actually humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I've got no credibility with United, Manchester United Twitter. I've got to keep stuff stopping myself from saying that anyway. But um, I actually really quite like Leeds as a city. Not a club, but as the city itself is actually quite nice. Don't tell anyone. We're converting him. I think it was a mistake. I mean, it's always a mistake to uh, to to start supporting Man- Manchester United, mm-hmm. especially when you're not born in Manchester. Well, but yeah, I think in your case, it definitely was a mistake. Look at you mm-hmm. with your white jumper and telling us that you hate Man United and telling us that you're actually quite fond of Leeds and with your Leeds United girlfriend. What are you like, you? Well, just just to be clear, I'm not still with them. That that was several years ago. <laughs> I've since moved on. Yeah, um, she 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 moved on. She realised that she couldn't be having a scummer. In yeah, her. sure. Let's go with that. That's fine. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you're speaking a little bit cookie about the death or glory element of Beelzebub. I'll tell you what, that's been a fun element of uh, how this season's gone because I've caught you lot a fair few times because I wanted to see what you were about. And after you know that 
long holiday you had in the championship, the fact that you've come back up to the Premier League playing absolutely chaos football has been really fucking fun. It won't be for you on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> We've made the Premier League better, undoubtedly. Mm. Well, I mean, whatever um, happens this season, at least you've come up and you've had a go. I don't think you're going down. Obviously, that's my preference. But I can't see you being as bad as the likes of Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield United at this point because you've well, got too many goals we're in definitely it. not. We're like nine points clear of all those teams. But um, Yeah, for now. But you know, Well, and, and we will time. remain that way, mate. Especially when we get another three points tomorrow, you know, taking us up closer to you um, than the bottom three. Hmm. So having said all of that about how scum of shit, you know, Mourinho's a horrible bastard, um, Leeds are an asset to the Premier League yeah. by playing free-flowing, chaotic football, then you immediately followed that up with, oh, I hope you guys go down. Well, well I, look, don't, I, I don't mean, think so, because we're the only fucking interesting thing about the Premier League at the moment. I don't know. I mean, West Brom were quite fun at the weekend. Not for long, West though. Brom! <laughs> And they're going to be great under Big Sam, aren't they? Oh, God. That is going to be Brexit football to the the hilt. I'm not looking forward to that at all. Three games time. I think it's you, then Burnley, then West Brom. That's going to be beautiful for us. Oh, wow. Burnley as well. That'll be a laugh. Get ready to get absolutely twatted. Patrick Bamford's off to give the middle finger to Sean Dyche. (laughs) That's fair enough. Oh, God. I just have to say about, make one point about this kind of low block style football. Yeah. I do feel like, as a player, it can be quite satisfying, especially if you're a defender or a defensive midfielder and you really fucking love tackling people and 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 uh, the fight and the, the battle, battling aspect of the game. Um, I don't think it's any fun for fans at all. And I don't think it's really professional... goddamn stressful. Pro- yeah. I don't think the professional game should be played that way. Mm. Um, necessarily, because it should be about entertainment and entertaining the the, the poor people. Yeah, I really struggle but, to understand, um, and I don't know whether you can shed any light on it, mate. But like, why why Man United play the way they do? When when you look at the attacking talent that you've got, you know, I mean, let's be honest. As much as I hate Man United, and and it begrudges me to compliment anyone, I think we have to accept we've got a predominantly Championship team coached with a great coach to make them Premier League standard. And you've got, you know, some Norwegian farmer coaching some of the best players in the world, spent almost a billion quid in the last 10 years, and you play that shit. I mean, what, what's it mm. about? Why is that going on when you've got Rashford, you know, Martial, you've signed this Van der Beek guy from Dawson's Creek and all <laughs> of that shit? Why do we play the way we do? Um... I think there's an element, and as much as I love Solskjaer for what he's done for the club, I think he's just tactically quite limited. It's the uh, formal way of answering that. We're talking what he did as a player there, yeah, as opposed to anything recent. No, no, no. I mean, there's definitely been some good days under Solskjaer. Don't get me wrong. And I still am. I'm not a full-on Ollie's at the wheel type fan. I, I still appreciate that he's got some pretty big drawbacks that I think are stopping us from getting any further than we currently are. But I understand at the minute that I understand why he's in charge at the club and why uh, Edward Wood and the board have moved him on. In terms of the tactics, I think that there's he doesn't necessarily know many of the ways to play. You look at the way that United actually succeed in the Premier League so far this season 
And the way that we score a lot of our goals is in transition. So when you give us a little bit of space in behind, we're incredibly good at picking that apart and ripping teams to bits. If you sit in a low block, as you're not going to do, then you're more often than not going to have more luck against us. So you've got your pressing style, which is you know really strangled about trying to suffocate the defence into problems and put pressure on the goalkeeper, which United, our United, absolutely hate. And we're rubbish, mostly rubbish about passing out from high press. But the only thing is, you also leave a lot of space in behind, which is why I think it could be a pretty high scoring draw, because I think both defences, if you put them under enough pressure, can be a bit rubbish. I thought you were okay out from the back. Dean Henderson did really well the other day. Oh, he did superb. Yeah. Oh, God bless him. Like, first game back at Bramall Lane after a year out on loan, he does that. Like, absolutely. I don't know you. Action. I don't know you very well at all, you and yeah. you. You've only just what it's eighteen minutes or something that we've uh, got to know each other. But you're very well spoken. Thank you. Um, and Are you and not I, used and to that think, on here or something. I I think when no. <laughs> <laughs> Apex, animosity. Mm-hmm. These words don't appear on the Roar and Peacock podcast. <laughs> We're semi-used to it with you, Donnie, but maybe not the rest of us comments. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say something like, um, I feel like Ollie is tactically limited. Mm-hmm. Let's not mince around here. You're saying his shit, are you? That's what, that's, that, this is posh, posh boy nice talk. Posh Ollie nice is talk. fucking oh, shit. I mean, it is one of the core elements a manager <laughs> needs, isn't it? To be tactically astute. And what you're saying is he isn't. Well, more limited than perhaps astute. I think he's just far too reactive at times. Like, we played a game against PSG. The game completely turned and they had about 10 minutes of dominance and they scored. And after that, he made changes too late and we were behind. You know, he struggles with. He's learned master tactics, though, at Mulder, at Cardiff, where he did great jobs, you know. And can swap teams. I could see why he'd go to someone like Man United, you know. Are you suggesting we should swap managers? Are you happy with that? In fairness, your fans all season have been tweeting about wanting Bielsa. You got no fucking chance. He'd hate your club. I don't think he'd like it that much. No, no, he no. fucking wouldn't. It's not cultish enough for him, is it? It's more the fact that the border is set of cunts that won't give him what he wants. <laughs> True. Um, I don't think it's for him. Now it's a job that you look at and think that's not for Bielsa at all. It might be fun for a little while, but I think you're right. You'd absolutely hate it. But I think actually in some way, considering what he's done in the world game, he's quite well suited to your lot. I think he loves being an underdog. And I think you lot also love being hated as well. So it's a perfect marriage, really, isn't it? Cookie, any any memories of the, the scum rivalry? Um, Lords, mate, to be honest with you, from I think one of the one of the first games of the season ticket holder, I think would have been I can't remember if it was ninety six or ninety seven or about eleven years old. Um, and we beat Man United 1-0 at Elland Road. David Weatherall, Edder, I believe, off the top of my head. And then the the sad two, memories. Two one. Was it? Oh, I would have kid, mate. <laughs> and then just the, the sad memories of... Oh, so you um, stopped remembering things when you were a teenager then? Correct, mate. I was yeah, very yeah. drunk and very high. <laughs> and yeah, then just the, the kind of sad end of Howard Wilkinson. That 4-0 drubbing. But it sort of led to George Graham and in turn David O'Leary and what happened after. So not too sad until the aftermath of that. That game, um, September 94, I think it was my fourth ever game. So we'd we'd gone to one game in the previous season, and then I liked it so much that my mum got us season tickets, and I never heard a sound like it. I mean, we hadn't we hadn't beaten you lot for thirteen years, I think. So <clears throat> it was quite significant at the time. And um, but anyway, when when we were leaving, 
there was a crowd of, I don't know if it was the service crew or whoever it was, um, and they, there was obviously some type of fight trying to be had. Um, but it, there was a, a huge amount of um, Stone Island clad lads, and they were encircled by um, police on horses with truncheons. And at some point, you know, this is quite... I would say fairly scary for for an eight year old, mm. um, and um, <laughs> and uh, at one point there was a big roar, and they were like, Rah! and they charged the uh, they charged the, the the police, and and me and my mum were just kind of scampering away on the uh, other side of the street as far away as possible. But that was, yeah, that was like welcome to the Leeds Man United rivalry. Mm. I mean, it takes a bold, bold man to run full pelt at a police horse. Or if you're a Geordie, to try and punch it. A bold man or a fucking retard. (laughs) Yeah. There were were 50 of the lads. They seemed to be having fun. (laughs) They were enjoying it. I'm not sure the police were. I mean, I, I can't imagine they were. I mean, do you really want to be go? I mean, imagine them getting the call saying on your shift rows, yeah, you're going off to Welland Road for Leeds versus Manchester United. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Can't wait. By the way, Donny, I knew I wanted to imagine it. I've just double-checked. It was 1997, Weatherall had a 1-0 at Elland Road. I knew I'd remember Oh, was it? it? Yeah. Was that the year after? 97, yeah. Did we go on a run of beating... Scum. Even more I plastic that, than I that, am, Jesus. That 2-1 uh, victory is just so stained into my mind. <laughs> the only and, other thing stained whether... in my mind is seeing um, that big twat Roy Keane injure himself on Alfinger Haaland like an absolute knob and then spend the rest of his career trying to kill Haaland off and then succeeded. The yeah. bastard. Oh, Gordon Bennett, well, that wasn't I great. Mean, it doesn't take a genius to know that he is an actual cunt. Fucking hated Roy Keane back then, uh, and Gary Neville. We called, we used to call them the the Rat Brothers because they looked <laughs> like rats. Yep. And um, Gary was King Rat, and Neville, um, Phil Neville was Brother Rat. Yeah, I mean, ne- Gary Neville's exactly the sort of player that you want on your side when you're playing derby games like this because he gets it. You know, it's it's so easy to sort of say, oh, he gets the club and all that sort of stuff. But actually having someone who's lived those rivalries and knows what it means to play in games against City or Liverpool or Leeds, it's massive. And you, you know they enjoy it more than the players that have come in from elsewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, like, you could see Roy Keane got it. But, mm. I mean, of all the well, players... Roy Keane wanted ever... to fight everyone all yeah. the time. But of all the players I've ever seen at Man United, as much as I respected his capability... I just think he just stands out as just the biggest dickhead. I mean, you can see it in his punditry now. He's got such a stick up his ass about everything. And like what he yeah. did to Haaland ruined his ended his career. I mean, for me, he shouldn't have been allowed to be involved in football again after that. In punditry or any form, management, coaching, whatever. Absolutely disgusting. You've ended someone else's career. I, I hate the guy, honestly. It's an absolutely vile character. I mean, when it comes to Keane, obviously... I. You know, loyalty and tradition dictates that I'm behind him to a certain extent. I don't like Roy Keane, the pundit, because it just sounds a bit archaic. You know, he's back in the dark ages in terms of how football should be for men and all this sort of stuff and how you should just, you know, you hobble on with a broken leg and just try and get stuff done. And, you know, players have to do things 
up to their full potential all the time, completely forgetting that they're actual people and they can't perform to their maximum all the time. It, it just, it winds me up. And he's just old fashioned in the way that he does his punditry. You know, he, he has it every now and then I'll come out with an absolute zinger in terms of an actual decent bit of a quote or a joke or something that actually makes you think, actually, yeah, you can be quite funny when you put your mind to it. But he's just so, oh, what's the word I'm searching for here? He's just so cuntish yeah I mean, essentially I'm not you agree he's a cunt right you will never get me on record saying Roy Keane is that I will I'll get firebombed if I everyone knows that. what you're thinking though mate no one knows what I'm thinking and you're never going to get me to agree it's not happening <laughs> we've already it's already well established on this pod so far that you're very well spoken and there are certain ways of criticising people that actually translated into our language would mean cunt well, you so want it through your good. own translator process, mate. I can't help what you do with my words. <laughs> I'm just going to refer you back to the original text. <laughs> there definitely needs to be. There's some sort of uh, line across the Pennines, which uh, which definitely needs uh, some translation. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Then, uh, what are your predictions for it? Well, funny you should say that, Ewan. Oh, good. Have you, because, is that one of your uh, questions? We have every week. We have uh, match preview predictions. Um, Alex represents the Roaring Peacock. Cookie will be doing it this time. And I didn't check what the scores are. So bear with me a sec. Oh, it was 5-2, isn't it? That's how many goals we scored last time. We won 5-2. I watched the highlights of that. That was, uh, considering how the last month has gone, that was a big win, to be fair. Yeah, in saying that though, they are, and this isn't to take away from a great performance and some good goals, but um, easily, in my opinion, Newcastle are the, the worst team I've seen this season. <laughs> I mean, have you played Sheffield United yet? Yes, and we beat them, <clears> and they were better than Newcastle because Sheffield United actually ran. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle did this a similar thing to us when it got to the, sort of the last ten minutes or so and going in stoppage time. They just fell apart. You can really press them into those areas, and if you've got pace, which you've got in spades, you can definitely take them apart in those last sort of yeah. Steve Bruce and game, Sam Allardyce are just soulmates, aren't they? I prefer Brucey over Big Sam. I've got to admit, I feel like Steve Bruce has got a bit more charm about him. Big Sam's just like the curry container from a fish and chip shop just the del boy of football isn't he oh i mean del boy's got a bit more charm than big sam surely don't tar him with that brush steve bruce has a pie face if ever i've seen one that's true Um, but you could give him a santa claus outfit and he'd fit right in it's all right he could pull that off it'd be fine i mean i prefer big sam yeah i prefer big sam because he's not an ex-scum twat (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah, he's really got that going against him, or pie face. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's seven six currently to the opposition. So the rules are: you get one point for predicting the correct uh, result, so win, draw, or loss. You get two extra points for predicting the correct scoreline, and you get a point extra for each correct goal scorer. But you get minus points if those goals if those players don't score if you see what i mean so that kind of stops you gaming the system by naming every player on on both sides so with all that in mind you and mm-hmm. like me you you scummy bastard give us your prediction um now see i was on a another Leeds united show last night and i because it was a nice chat i 
already decided I'm not gonna. <laughs> Unlike this, <laughs> where you just get called a cunt constantly. Unlike who, who were these nice bastards? Unlike it this was, vile was... experience. Um, <laughs> it was LS11. It was LS11. Yeah, I had a good chat with Darren last night, um, and I, you know, I didn't feel like predicting a United win, so I went for two-two. Now you two are horrible, so I'm gonna go for three-two United. Yeah, 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 I'll take that. I'll take that. Manchester. We got cold horrible. So clear. <laughs> Three, two to the scum. And are you predicting goal scorers? Uh, Patrick Bamford, uh, Rafinha for you lot. And I'm going to go with Bruno Fernandes and two for Rashford. Assuming Fernandes will be from the spot, yeah. It works, doesn't it? I mean, to be fair, I know that the penalty stuff can wind... Do you care about the penalty stuff at all, Cookie? Does that wind you up in terms of stat padding or what? I do call him Penandes because he's an (laughs) horrible fucker who almost scores penalties. We didn't get a penalty for, I think, 59 games Mm. at one point. Um, So, yes. Well, you can have some of us if you want. I mean, we get loads of them. I'm not a big fan of conspiracy in general. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of absolutely trash conspiracies out there. But let me like, put my tinfoil hat on now. All right. Is that where we're going? Right. Yeah. But you fucking pay the referees and the FA. <laughs> I know it. I fucking know it because every single fucking VAR decision, it's like whatever scum won. Oh, we'll just give it to you. Fine. I mean, if what we're they, paying the refs, want? we're not doing oh, a they... very good job because we're in a massive penalty. amounts want... of debt still. Should we disallow that goal? Okay. Um, what do they want? Just get on. What's Woodward saying? It's a penalty. Okay. Yeah. Penalty. I mean, you know full well that it's not it's not Ed Woodward getting involved. It's David Gill, who we all know is an officer for UEFA. And then you've got Alex Ferguson in the VAR truck. We know that's what it is. So if you're going to go in for conspiracy theory, get it right at least. Come on. There you go. See? Drew that Glad out of you. you okay. it. <laughs> yeah. Straight from the fucking horse's mouth. I mean, if, right, if, we're gonna, if we're going to say, like, honestly, the good things happen if you run at defenders because they crop Arla up constantly. And, you, yeah, it happens. You know, I don't look at many of the decisions these days with VAR and think, oh, we're getting away lucky with these. The reason that we get so many penalties is because they take risks and often get tackled in the penalty area. It's, it's not rocket science. It's good fun. I've become sympathetic to you as a person, mm-hmm. but absolute bollocks. Okay, cookie... <laughs> Your prediction? Um, well, I, I agree with you in in the sense not of the score but of the open game and high scoring. Um, I think it will be four three to Leeds. Mm. Um, I do think it will be a high scoring game, and I think your the way you play won't be good for us defensively. But I also think that um, Bamford is going to embarrass the fridge, so I think we'll be all right. So you're predicting Bamford to score? Oh, I am. Bamford two, Rafinha one, and Dallas one. Yeah, it goes for Patrick Bamford and Rafini to get goals. Sounds a little like someone else's predictions. It's almost like you picked the people who score the most. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the horrible scum, um, the only player I have ever liked that plays for Man United that hasn't then moved to Leeds, um, although perhaps one day he will, who knows what could happen. Um, I think Rashford will get a hat-trick. 4-3. He is a very... Very nice young man, isn't he? He is. How much did he raise to to for to feed children? Oh, Twenty million plus or so. All of the right. thing the government should have done. He funded all of that. 
Yes. Made them look we, very we... silly in the process. Hmm. Well, it's not, not difficult. They do no, that they themselves, do a pretty good they? job of that themselves, really. Don't yeah. They? yeah. <laughs> but I find it very hard to like Rashford as much as I do. He's very difficult to dislike. But as soon as he pulls on that red Man United shirt, I do think for that 90 minutes he's a cunt. So that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Well, it's, you it's need hard that not to be a cunt to reality, in that don't shirt. you? I mean, he's a good guy, isn't he? Can't get away from it. He's a good guy. But he's a cunt when he has the shirt on. Simple. <laughs> Anyone who wears that shirt, problematic. How's this season going for you two, then? What is the ideal scenario for Leeds going into the rest of this season now? Do you want to go Champions first, Donny? <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> Me and Donny have very different ways of looking at this season, as you'll probably tell from my response. I have, um, yes. I mean, I've got very simple. Anything 17th and above for any team coming up is is good, as long as you stay up. I think realistically, I genuinely believe that we've had a good start and we can finish mid-table to bottom end of sort of 8th, 8th, 9th, 10th. Anywhere around there, I think, is is plausible. Hmm. Um, but it depends which Leeds United turns up every week and who we're playing. It's tough because I expect us to give... Man United, Man City, Spurs, etc. Good games, and then I worry when we play the likes of Burnley, who just sit back and have every player that's seven foot tall. So, but yeah, it's going well so far, mate. For me, I think we'll comfortably stay up, very comfortably. It's really difficult to predict because if you think about each game, this is why I don't get involved in the match preview predictions. Um, you you look at each game and Coward. It could really yes. Yes, very much so. Yes. I don't want to be wrong. I'll never forgive myself. Why the Um, hell are you doing a podcast about football if you don't want to be wrong about something? This is the most obvious thing. This is why he's the host. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So each game could go either way. We could win it. We could draw. We could lose. Um, It's just the way we play because we put so much on the line. And... It's a very odd, it's been a very odd experience looking at the um, analysis of the game so far. So if you look at the teams who we've run against, basically, we've outrun every single opponent so far. Uh, we've had more possession than 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 all of them, I think, um, including Man City and including Liverpool at Anfield. And the team that ran that as almost as much as us was Sheffield United. Um, uh, and then after that, it was it was Chelsea, and and we certainly ran and Villa, and we certainly ran more in those in those games when we got pushed. So, and the league doesn't really reflect that. It doesn't reflect maybe how hard Sheffield United worked against us. I haven't, I don't watch Sheffield United when they're not playing Leeds. So I, I don't really know where... enough. I don't think Sheffield United want to watch Sheffield United. <laughs> no. So, so it's been weird. It's been a weird season. I also think it's weird. Uh, there's been some strange results with away games because the fans aren't there. Um, more away wins for teams for for seventy years. I think it is something like that since since some weird season in the sixties. So, yeah. Um, obviously, Man City aren't looking a threat, and they 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 didn't look a threat last year for the title either. So <clears throat> Liverpool seem to be doing better after a shaky start. But any one of probably 
six, seven teams could win win the Premier League, and Leeds could finish anywhere between. I genuinely think we could get a Europa League place, or we could finish seventeenth. But I don't think we're going to get relegated, and I do, and I don't think we're getting into the Champions League. Yeah. One of the things I think you'll find interesting, you and off the back of what Donny was just saying is the the correlation between last season and this season is that most teams, the majority of teams, do not fare well immediately after playing Leeds. If you look at the majority of teams this season, they haven't played Leeds and then gone on and won. I think only Liverpool and City have, and the other teams have all either drawn or lost. Um, so you might want to not only be nervous about the game, but nervous about how your team copes in the games after that. Because teams have to run harder against us. They have to, no matter how fit they are. And last season, it was the same. Every team that beat us last season, I think, went on and lost straight away afterwards because they were knackered, because that to put in 150% compared to what we do every single game. Um, and it's why you'll see that people say, and you lay the lazy punditry about how we get tired, um, it's a fucking myth. <laughs> we never I mean, stop. This is great, though, isn't it? Because it's not like we're about to embark on an incredibly condensed fixture list with loads of games happening every two or three days. You know. That- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so good luck to you over the Christmas period. Oh, God. Well, we've got Everton in the League Cup, so obviously I'd rather not go out of that because that's a chance to actually win something and winning things is nice as far as I'm concerned. So if we can get through that game and get through this fixture list without completely falling on our asses, that would be nice. But you were happy winning we things under you. Mourinho, mate. I thought you wanted beautiful football. What, mm. sorry? You were happy winning things under Mourinho, though. I thought you wanted beautiful football. I was happy winning things under Mourinho. I wasn't happy <laughs> when we weren't winning things. Yeah, seems to be a lot of uh, contradictions there. I think I think the <laughs> scum squad is is quite bad, isn't it? Really, when you think about it, not in terms of. It's been ten minutes since you mentioned scum, so yeah, you needed to get that in. Have you got like a quota for how many times you need to say scum in an episode? No, it's unlimited. But it's the it's the scum match preview. Oh, of course, yeah, fair enough. We don't, we don't, we wouldn't say Manchester United, just like you wouldn't say it. You you've got your. No, I would because I'm nice. No, you've got your condensed version, which is United, mm. without the uh, Manchester accent. United! Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Liam Gallagher over there. Although he's a city and, fan, isn't he? And our, our way of referring to Manchester United is scum. Mm. So it's, I'm, not, I'm not putting it on. I'm not putting on a show for you. I'm not a fucking dancing monkey tap dancing over here for you. <laughs> I've actually genuinely, like, ever since I was a kid, I've never known them as anything other than the scum. Well, my stepdad had me calling the scum from, like, seven years old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. fair enough. I mean, I'll, I'll brain my parents for not actually taking me up to football properly until I was about nine and then not telling me who I should hate and why I should hate them. If you don't mind, I've got a quick question for you, oh, which might be a little right. bit controversial. What do you think of... You know we talked about United, obviously. You've got a lot of Twitter, Manchester United Twitter kids about... Mm-hmm. What do you think of them all posting um, Turkey flags on Leeds United posts of late about the Galatasaray situation? Um, you'll have to give me a bit more context in terms of the Turkey thing. Uh, is that just basically from the... Uh, from the Galatasaray game where two of our fans were stabbed to death? Oh, I mean, I, I'm completely against anything like that whatsoever. I mean, the problem is with this sort of stuff, if you look at United fans which who we've seen at times who have mocked Hillsborough or that doesn't happen so much now but then you look at what happened in uh, Turin I think it was in the Champions League final Heisel sorry 
um, and then Liverpool fans talking about Munich. It's all stupid tit for tat stuff. Every section of the, every fan base has a section of fans who take it too far. And I would never sit down and condone United fans who take the tragedy that other clubs have gone through and say, this is a reason to take the piss out of you because it's ridiculous. It's pathetic. It doesn't need to happen. And just as much as any fan base should look at Munich and think, that's not very funny. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. I will forever condemn anyone who says, oh, what happened in Turkey with Galatasaray? That was hilarious. Let's talk about that and they take the piss out of it. It doesn't you need to happen. You are annoyingly nice. You can tell you're not from actual Manchester. <laughs> yeah. It's just, There's I that hate good. that stuff though, man. I'm not good Me at too, it. Me too, Matt. Me too. It, it's just, it, it, it's so pointless. It's schoolyard. You know, why on earth would you think people dying in tragic situations is something that's worth having a joke about or taking the piss out of another set of fans for. Because people are cunts. <laughs> Cookie, I could have told you that was going to be his reaction. <laughs> you can edit it out if you think he's too nice. <laughs> but then I'd have to edit out the whole, the whole fucking thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screwed. It's just us effing and jeffing the whole time <laughs> with literally no response. But I'm sure so... you, you guys know what I mean, though, in the sense that you get sections of every single fan base that take these things a bit too far don't you 100%. you know you know you, you know you, we, we you're calling me scum and cunt tonight i don't really mind that too much because it's a laugh but you know we wouldn't we, we go out and have a drink and if we could because obviously we're all locked down we can't leave our bloody houses but at the same time we could go out and do that it wouldn't come into a punch-up or anything like that and you wouldn't walk up to me and talk about united tragedies and i wouldn't do it to you because it's just we're grown-ups you know why do you got to do it i don't understand I mean, you're obviously a nice person. That's the that's been the challenging thing thing throughout this this podcast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> right. yeah, you'd never you'd never fit on on something like Arsenal TV. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not anywhere near incendiary enough or stupid enough for Arsenal fan TV. Unfortunately, I'd never make it. God, speaking of which, I got to go watch the highlights tonight after they got beat by Everton. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, one one watch that. Yeah, yeah. You have to say it's entertaining. It is entertaining. What, Arsenal falling apart? Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a time like, ooh, I think it was nine years ago when Roy Hodgson was taking Liverpool down to a similar position and he got sacked. And there was a point where I was finding myself thinking, all right, we've had a bit of fun here, but this is starting to look a little bit sad now, Liverpool losing all these games. And I stopped myself and thought, actually, no, it's still pretty fucking funny. It's just seeing Piers Morgan implode on Twitter um, and the fans who thought that Arteta was going to be the next big thing, like you guys thought Ole was, and it's just it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like we, Ole did really well. Like he had a bounce after he came in after Mourinho. Oh, Rio Ferdinand told just... us, mate. Rio Ferdinand yeah. told us. Oh yeah, Rio, the fountain of all football knowing knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> good grief. Um... Manchester United in the back. Woo! <sighs> Ole's at the wheel. None of that. Um... Give him the contract. It's, it's just not in my nature, like to put all my eggs in a basket like that. Not after we've had like a proper sample size of results. I thought I, I'm still appreciative of Ollie, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, Arsenal, that's hilarious. Enjoying that very much. Plus, they were the FA at the end of last me. season. <laughs> have they stopped? Have they gotten this bad? I don't get it. Mm. Fourteen thousand five hundred and forty days since Leeds United last won a, a league game at Old Trafford. Have you been carving that on the bedroom wall or something? <laughs> Someone scratch every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Nineteen eighty one, I believe it was. Wow. It'll be an entertaining because... game. That is for oh, sure. Yeah, need it. Absolutely. It won't um, be I... like some of your other dull games where 
oh, some of the nil nils you've been in. But yeah, it'll definitely be an interesting game. Yeah, I mean, sure. if it is nil nil, I'll be absolutely shocked. But I think I'm. <sighs> In some ways, I'm looking forward to it because it's nice to have the rivalry back again and to sort of build it up. And obviously, it's rubbish that there's no fans there. I think if Manchester had come out of uh, into Tier 2, that would have been a great occasion for the first game back for United fans to be able to go to Old Trafford as you lot. Obviously, it's rubbish that no one's going to be there to experience it because I think the rivalry, within reason can be built up again now, you know? You know, there's a chance and I don't, you're not, I don't think you're going down this season. So it'd be nice to sort of renew hostilities to a certain level and get that rivalry back a little bit. Yeah. I think when the well, fans are in the stadium, it'll be back. If there'd been fans there, you might actually have gotten a, an atmosphere at Cold Trafford. Hey, there he is. Now, to be fair, though, I was talking, as I was saying to Ellis 11 yesterday, if this game was at Allen Road, I would bet us to win. It's at Old Trafford tomorrow and we're rubbish at home. So... I'm not expecting us to do that well, to be honest with you. Well, the return game in April, I believe it's in April, isn't it? There's a chance fans will be in then. And I won't won't bet your money on um, beating us at Elland Road with the, the fans in the stadium. Yeah, with fans in the stadium, that's a different occasion. Um, I can't say I'm looking forward to that at all. I can't imagine the away end's going to be full either. I don't think it it'll be full at all, if I'm honest with you, at that point. I still don't think we'll be back to full stadiums. But no, no. you've actually seen the difference, even with... A few thousand, a couple of thousand fans in the London stadiums, for example, has made a difference, and I think in the results, it has. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Scouse teams have done quite well with it too so far. You know, Everton had two thousand fans in their far right end of the ground, and Liverpool have been putting everyone in the cop, and I think it does make a big difference to them, and. You know, I think maybe there's an element for us with the fact that United at Old Trafford is just, you know, you made the joke about being quiet. Um, it's now obviously deadly silent. And I think they really do miss that. And the, yet the onus on us to have possession and break teams down is just completely working against us. When fans get back in, I think the home results will properly turn around. But for the time being, I mean, in a, in a general sort of point, football without fans at the minute is just... It's just so watered down, isn't it? It's just, it's nowhere near as much fun. It doesn't feel like it means as much as it used to. I, I sort of get what you mean, but at the same time, I think that for a lot of people, um, if you get onto the social aspect, I think it's getting a lot of people through lockdown. It makes a big difference to me week on week, just knowing the football's on compared to lockdown one when it wasn't. Um, you know, I, I guess it's just not the, I know what you mean though, it's not the same spectacle is it you know it's like playing five aside with your mates when no one's watching a little bit yeah yeah and sometimes you might be forgiven for getting a little bit too into it going in with a bit of a reducer f- pumping the fist a little bit too much for like a five aside game of people from work even though you're not actually playing for anything i always go in hard in five aside yeah. you fucking know when i'm around tell you all right mate i mean to be fair <laughs> your look on your face <laughs> you know. yeah but it's just like i just saw you about 20 minutes ago get worried and go and get a piece of paper and a little cup to get rid of a bug that was on your microphone. So I'm not sure I believe it, to be honest with you. My mouth is quite close to this fucking microphone. Yeah. Do you think I want to be opening my mouth? It's not going to jump in there, is it? Jesus. there's a bug with wings around. Oh, <laughs> Donnie, what you said. You never know said. what it's going to do. I don't know what it's going to do. Do you know what the bug's going to do? <laughs> I don't know whether it's how well I know you, Donnie. When you said that you get hard at five aside, had you a completely different hard, fucking yeah. meaning to me. <laughs> yeah, when he said that, I thought, now I'm new on this show and hopefully never be on it again, but I'm just sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd created a lifelong friendship here. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we'll start this lifelong friendship again on uh, what? Ooh, let's think. 7 p.m. on Sunday evening, shall we? Yeah, we're on pause for the time being. But yeah, I, I did hear that, Donnie, and I was just thinking, do I let that go? I mean, Kiki will say something if I don't, surely. <laughs> I don't let shit like that go. <laughs> no, no. I said I go in hard. I didn't. That's not I didn't... any better. No, it's not any better, mate. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say I play five aside with an erection. <laughs> but you do, don't you? Surely this that would make it quite unaerodynamic, quite difficult to run. It's another thing to use for a finish. Well, I mean, you tell us. That's true, though. That's true. You could batter it in off your cock. Oh Jesus, that's an image. That's the that's the perfect hat trick. It's oh, not even yeah. nine o'clock GMT. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real that's the real hat trick that's the that's the extra that's the fourth goal so it's you know left foot right foot header that's that and then you then you've got to smash it in off your erect penis yeah. the fucking turkey slap i mean you and it, it lied to you about the name of the show it's actually just called the roaring cock yeah yeah that <laughs> seems more appropriate to be honest with you <laughs> i love how Cookie and I just don't give a fuck, and and you're you're um <laughs> you're trying really hard to be like <laughs> above this level of humor. I gave up on that after like two minutes. So I think it's safe to it. say you've got a better chance of featuring on something like the BBC than we ever would. <laughs> I think my favorite bit was when Donny was trying to get you singing the Scum song, and you were just there having none of it. I'm not a singer, mate. Look at me. No. <laughs> Didn't you used something. to be in a band? I did. You used doing to be in a metal, metal screaming. Band. Do you want me to do a metal screaming version of it? Nice. Oh, what was the band? Yes. It was called Desecrate the Sacred. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Proper that is death metal, metal. As shit. We're talking back in like 2008, mate. It's been a while. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, you you bust your vocal cord, didn't you? I That's tore right. my vocal cords um, mm. on set, uh, on on stage, supporting a band called Napalm Death. Um, what, and Napalm that, Death? Yeah, Jesus, and it really fucking playing. hurt. Yeah, we supported some other bands like Evil and some other decent stuff like Nile, but um, yeah, I tore my vocal nice. cords on stage. It was fucking horrible. Couldn't talk for a month, which a lot of people were very happy about. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, though. That's a nice little who's who of the British metal scene. Fair play to you. It was good, man. Enjoyed it. Mm. And they were really nice guys as well, even if they were mm. from Birmingham. <laughs> Donnie, what's your talent? My talent. This. Um, oh God. I'm an I'm an artist. Oh really? I wow. I do a lot of um, Leeds United uh, derived artwork. Is that you it right there behind you? Out. Because that looks like the Simpsons bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> He's a genuinely very good artist. I'm sure you are. I just I was looking at that thinking that TV as well. It just looks like Marge and Homer are just sat up in bed and they got the TV at the end there and just watching a bit of telly for the laugh. Yeah, I mean, I could maybe put a bit more effort into it, but I thought that's kind of good enough. It's Move nice. On. I like it. It's 29 your lucky number. Yeah, as a put- uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking was you born. and compared to you who right now with the way that you sat kind of looks like you got purple tinsel on your head. I am. Well, yeah, it's, it's very well placed, though, isn't it? Yeah. I can put purple tinsel on my head if that's your kink, mate. It's fine. It's Christmas time. I'm, I feel like being generous. I kind of want to see this now. All right, hold on. <laughs> I mean, I'd just like to be really clear that I've got a Money United fan to put purple tinsel on the red. Yeah, what else can we get him to do? <laughs> there we go. 
Very pretty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe he's made you do that. <laughs> I don't care. Am I going to catch shit from Leeds fans? Oh, no. <laughs> you might regret it when it becomes like a gif. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the fame wherever I can get it, my dude. Don't worry. Nice. I'm all good. So a Christmas period for you two then, for you lot. How confident are you of actually picking up some decent points? Um, our run of games isn't too bad. So I, I feel I feel all right. I mean, we're playing a lot of teams who play very defensively. Um, and it's obviously a lot of games in a short period of time in it, which will be a real test of the way in which we play. Um, but I still feel fairly confident. I really do with the teams we've got to play. I mean, primarily thinking about, you know, you who should be really easy. That shouldn't take too much out of our legs. And then, you know, straight into Burnley and West Brom, who, let's be honest, are both bit just of a step absolute up, you know? dog yeah. shit. But yeah, a bit of a step up from scum. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel all right. I can't remember who we've got after that in New Year's game. But yeah, I feel I feel relatively confident. Yeah, I mean, this is kick-starting a bit of a nasty run for us. So we've got you lot, Everton in the FA, sorry, the League Cup. And then I think it's Villa, Wolves and Leicester in that sort of, in a opposite order. But those are all teams that are sort of in and around us in the table. After you're knackered so, from playing us, you're fucked. I know. Yeah, I'm not desperately looking forward to that run of games. I think that's going to really stretch us. So if we've got the likes of Cavani coming back in, even if he's potentially due a ban in the new year, then I think that'll be big because we need goals, however we can get them. If we can muddle through that these these next four league games and get nine points, that's great because some of these teams, you can really tell, are going to come all out for us and we're going to be absolutely zonked after playing you lot. So, yeah, um, if... It's one of those things, you know, especially with how bad the Champions League campaign went, which I'm sure you both very enjoyed deeply with how badly that went in Germany. Um, If United are able to keep themselves together and somehow get a title charge together, that for the first time in about, oh, Jesus, seven years into the new year, I'll be amazed just because we've been so dysfunctional over the course of the last two years at different points. If they can keep their heads together in this mad season and get a title charge together, that'd be incredible. Donny, please promise me that in the edit, right, every time Ewan says United, you just put Manchester on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> just pops yeah. up to clarify. Well, I mean... It, it... I just dub it with yeah. scum. Yeah, that's fair enough. Do you want me to say scum so you've got the audio source? You just did. There you go. Wow. <laughs> that was so easy. Mm-hmm. We've made you put tinsel on your head, you're saying scum. We just need to get you to call Roy Keane a cunt and we've we've done it. No, even I've got limits. Come on. Okay. <laughs> it's Christmas. This is a family show. Um, <clears throat> Don't know what fucking family. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Gather round, children. <laughs> it's the Roaring Peacock Podcast. Gather round, children. It's the Donnie and um, Cookie I'm... Show. What are you doing this week, Cookie? <laughs> I'm calling United fans cunts. It's like Pinky hey. in the Brain. What will, you, what will you be doing this week, Cookie? Same thing I do every week, Pinky. <laughs> Calling Manchester United fans cunts. <laughs> I'm not particularly confident to go back to your question. Um, to be honest, I don't like teams who sit in a low block. Um, I think we struggle most against those kind of teams. Um, so if you... I think the reason why um, you do so well away from home is because there's not the pressure of being at um, the theatre of shit to um, 
to, to to have the possession and to make the play, you know, when you're away, you can you can sit back and hit hit teams on the counter attack. Mm. Um, uh, so if you do that tomorrow, or today, if you're listening, then uh, then I'll be worried, and that's basically Sean Dyche's blueprint, and that's also Sam Allardyce's blueprint, and that's also Jose Mourinho's blueprint mm-hmm. so the next four games are against teams oh, who Spurs play yeah. I'm taking this off play it's too all... cheap sorry yeah, yeah yeah take it off you don't stick up for yourself you and fucking hell can't believe I'm even saying it <laughs> god if somebody tells you to wear some tinsel tell them to go get fucked <laughs> I don't care it's no skid off my nose it's Christmas time you've got to give <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> so yes so the next four games and and Crawley Town as well that sounds like a game we could lose Mark as well. Mark fucking so. right. You know oh, it's going to happen. It would be very... Town. Yeah, mate, they've got Mark Wright from the other way. It's fucking it Essex. Would... That would be just be a fucking typical headline, wouldn't it? Mark Wright undoes Bielsa. Fuck <laughs> off. I mean, yeah. if if you lose that game, <laughs> you've got to be having some please. serious words with yourselves. I mean, we've got an history of having <laughs> losing to pretty shit teams in the cup. <laughs> True, they would, true. But you're, they would be you're far better than teams we've lost against now, right? Surely. I tell you one thing: I would rather lose to Crawley and stay up than go on a cup run and be in a relegation dogfight every day of the week. Right now. All right, here's a question for you: um, You get to beat United home and away this season, but you get relegated. Let's, let's say to sweeten the pot, you beat us like three, four nil, like proper one-sided affairs. You beat us both times, but you get relegated. Do you take it? Oh, that. I, I'll be honest no. with you, that's hard because I would take the results, but no. I think we have to consolidate as a Premier League team, so no. You absolute plastics. <laughs> we need, well, we need to be where we are. If, listen, if we, if we go down, we lose Bielsa, we lose Calvin Phillips and a few of the other good players, probably Matthias Klitsch in particular. You know, what would the chances Melier. of us coming back up be? Yeah, Melier, twenty-year-old, obviously amazing French keeper. We, we would, we'd be in bother. So um, we've just gotten fucking out of it. Yeah, yeah, sixteen years. I mean, you you don't get out of the championship by luck. It is a proper graft. So to get out of it, I can imagine you probably want to do everything you possibly can to go back in there. Sorry, yeah. to avoid. I mean, the good thing in. for us, because that's a hypothetical you've given us. The good thing is that we're going to beat you four 0 home and away and stay up. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, we're, we're in Wonderland here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got no worries. I mean, if that happens, I might have to actually fold our podcast. Right. If that happens, if that happens, you have to come back on this podcast, right? After the two games are done, wearing a Leeds United shirt <laughs> and call Roy Keane a cunt. <laughs> um, if you want to buy the shirt, sure. I'll do that. I swear to God, I will. Let's see how we go, all right? I'm not going <laughs> to... We'll, we'll put a pin in that for the time being. Sounds very non-committal. Where's your faith in your team? Mm. Have you seen it? That team? doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> you can beat RB Leipzig 5-0 at home and then go off to Istanbul and then let Demba Bar score from 60 yards out. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> I bet you bloody well did, yeah. Jesus. Radia, seems as good a point as any to uh, start wrapping this up then. So, um, Cookie, final thoughts? Um, well, about Ewan, I think you're annoyingly nice, but 
Mm. Um, yes. You obviously somewhere deep down are a cunt because you're a Man United fan. Yeah. Um, I think that it will be a really open game. I think it will be entertaining, um, which is a rarity for Man United. So you should really enjoy that, Ewan, whilst it happens. Um, and I think that Leeds come away with the victory in a high-scoring game. That's what I think. <laughs> Excellent. Ewan? Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say what a nice evening I've had. It's been so <laughs> nice. <laughs> I feel like we've really made you feel at home. Mm, absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> um, no, it's been good fun. Uh, as far as the game tomorrow, uh, I mean, it, it sounds like really anodyne to say there's going to be high scoring, but that's that's what both of our teams have got, isn't it? We we can both score goals and our defences are perennially rubbish. So, yeah, it's probably going to be incredibly difficult to watch. It's going to be incredibly stressful. It's going to be anxiety-inducing, and I'm probably not going to enjoy most of it. So, you know, most like many United games. So there you go. Uh, I'm, st- I'm going to stick with 3-2 just. I think it's going to be awful. I think it's going to be a genuinely difficult watch. And again, as you said, one for the uh, one for the neutrals, which is just code for saying this is stressful for anyone who actually cares about it. I have extreme anxiety every time Leeds play. Um, it was only until we scored the fourth goal against Newcastle that I was able to breathe and enjoy it. Um, I want to also point out we're all wearing the same glasses, which I find <laughs> very fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is basically like, I mean, are you, are you what? How old are the two of you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm thirty-five. Thirty-five, thirty-three, Donny. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yeah. yeah. So we're all in our early to mid thirties. We've all got the same glasses, so we're basically just football hipsters wearing glasses. And so it yeah, is also, fine. if you look at it, it's like the evolution of the beard. With Donny, who's got the stubble, <laughs> you've kind of got this little goatee thing going on, and then I'm an actual mm. man. <laughs> yes, I mean you can actually grow one. This I like. I have to clip a mine off because it just ends up looking like someone's taped pubes to my face if I don't do it properly. <laughs> okay, so if we win four nil, yeah, uh, then you've got to tape pubes to your face and wear a lead lead shirt. I mean that wasn't the deal. It's home and away. <laughs> But you just gave me an idea. It's so beautiful. Great. That sounds wonderful for you. What the fuck do I get out of that? Absolutely nothing. <clears throat> if you beat us 4-0 home Mate, and away... Do you want to go and negotiate I, I... Brexit? Because you're nearly... <laughs> yeah, if you guys beat us 4-0 home and away, I will wear a Man United shirt on the pod and set myself on fire. Self-immolation. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a job up for you in Tibet. Maybe just, maybe just set the Man United shirt on fire, Cookie. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Pollution. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> okay. Well, seems as good a point as any to uh, say thank you very much to uh, Ewan for being such a good sport. And uh, so it's a very goodbye from him. He is from the Red Voice. Is that right? So hold on a minute. You invited me onto your show. <laughs> you contacted me through Twitter and emailed me. And you don't know the name of the show. <laughs> I just just don't care so much. It kind of washes through me. Fine. Yes. From the Red Voices podcast, Donny. There you go. Not um, that anyone cookie... who listens to this show is going to be re- listening to it, I would imagine, unless you win. Oh, yeah. We'll be over there if we win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd imagine you will be. Uh, cookie. Hello. Goodbye. Hello and goodbye from me as well. 
Come on, Leeds! Come on, Leeds! Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard, Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.